welcome to episode six of the enlightened spirit podcast this episode is on hair and authenticity how conforming either out of safety or out of fear can have an impact on our spirit and um, disconnects us with our true self so i'm very grateful for my friends who joined me in this episode i'll have all of their instagrams linked in the description and definitely check them out um i would not have been able to put out this episode without outside perspectives because it felt a little bit weird and inauthentic to just talk about it from my point of view um because my point of view is a huge place of privilege and this is not to co-op any traumas um surrounding hair from black women or from people of color in general who have different hair than i do i'm plainly just speaking from my experience as a trans identifying person how this has an impact on me personally um just in case you are wondering (laughs) and thank thank you for listening um i really hope that you get something out of this episode uh if you have something that you want to tell me then i'm going to put a link in the description of this podcast episode where you can talk directly to me send me a voice message and i will include it in the next episode if you want me to or just keep it to myself <laughs> and that's that's all that's just the housekeeping rules and thank you again and i'm very grateful for you and i just hope that you take something away from this episode it was very beautiful and um yeah just some of the things that were said really resonated with me in a way that i didn't expect I also learned a lot, so let's open up a dialogue if you want to tell me about what you've learned or your own experiences surrounding hair and conformity. So, thank you. Have a great day. Start. My name is Angie, they, them pronouns, Um, and then we'll start with the first question as well. So, authenticity to me just means doing things for yourself without having outside influences affect your decision-making or opinion on yourself. Beautiful. I love that. (laughs) And then let's go with you, Simone. Okay. Oh, gosh, because I spoke. (laughs) (laughs) So my name's Simone. Uh, My pronouns are she, her. Um, And for me, authenticity means honoring my needs, honoring my desires, um, and just honoring everything that feels true to me, um, and aligning with things that serve my highest purpose and disconnecting myself from the things that don't. Mm, I love that. Um, Mackenzie. (laughs) Okay. Um, Hi, my name is Mackenzie. I use she, her pronouns. And to me, authenticity, I said this before, but it it means to me um, just trusting the decisions that I make in my life whenever I move forward um, and just simply doing like what I enjoy and like what I want, you know? Yeah, good job. (laughs) Uh, Hi, I'm Andrea. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a specific response. Everybody's response is pretty good. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, I think, you know, making that decision based off of how you feel versus, you know, what somebody is going to think of you when you are making any decisions. So. And then the next question is, have you ever felt the need to alter your appearance in order to fit in? Um, and for me, I definitely have. Um, just in terms of my hair and I guess my outward feminine appearance, I still kind of do sometimes um, just to feel safer. Um, I don't like to dress too masculine um, uh, and that's something that I'm still reconciling with internally. I know that logically I probably would be safe, um, but I have been called, you know, things like the F slur and um other things so that's mostly why and then um in terms of my hair I've always used my long hair as a security blanket um also I mean this might be a little bit heavy but my abuser really loved my long hair um so it was kind of a big deal for me when I finally decided to cut it all off okay and then Let's do the same order as last time. So Simone. So yes, I have definitely, um, I've definitely altered my appearance to fit in. Um, not as much anymore as I did when I was younger and like in my teens, um, specifically with hair. Like I used to chemically alter my hair um, with like relaxers and straighteners to fit in like with the girls at my school or to just feel more accepted in general, um, which a little bit of it was performing like hyper femininity. Um, and it, yeah, it sucks um, feeling like your true self or your natural self is um, not good enough or not pretty enough. Um, I don't do it so much with my hair now, um, but I have noticed myself a little bit since like coming out and being um, more involved in like the queer community, I have noticed myself altering my appearance um, more in terms of like my fashion, not necessarily in a bad way though. Um, it's more so in like a expressing like or exploring my more masculine side and exploring my feminine side without my long hair. Because um, I think kind of like what you were saying, like it feels like connected to your femininity when you have the long hair. So I think once I stopped wearing the long hair and um, started wearing my natural hair, which is much, much shorter. Um, yeah, I just started experimenting more with my masculine and feminine ways of presenting. Yeah, that was great. Um, and Mackenzie, right? Yes, me. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty kind of like in the same realm as you, Simone. I definitely did it more when I was younger, like especially during my high school and middle school years. Um, you, when I was much younger than that, my mom, she would use like all of those like relaxing products on my hair. So I definitely, I learned it from a young age from my mom that having straight hair would equate to beauty or and it didn't even have to be straight necessarily. It just had to like move on its own. That's what I liked about it. And when I got into my middle school and high school years, that was when I started to wear those really long, like protective styles. Cause I really liked how it hid like the natural kinkiness of my curls. Um, but I still liked how I could move around my hair. 
So I definitely did that a lot more when I was younger. Um, now that I'm older, I don't do it so much since I've gotten my protective styles all out and I've just started locking my hair. Um, but with my fashion, yes, like a little bit, but I feel like it's more of just like exploring my options and like seeing what I actually like. Cool, I never knew that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. I, I definitely feel you, Mackenzie, on the, um, on like the protective styles. I did a lot of that too, um, after I stopped like using the relaxers and straighteners. Um, and yeah, it was like the same way where I was like, I just want my hair to like blow in the wind and I want it to like move around. Um, yeah. And a lot of that came from like my mom's conditioning too. Um, and it's like, I feel pretty with it, but yeah, now like growing up and especially like with the pandemic, um, like I think the big reason I stopped getting my natural or like the reason I started wearing my natural hair um, was because I just couldn't get it done. Like there was no going into a, braiding salon or going home to see like my mom and having her do it for me um so it kind of forced me to like embrace my natural locks which I was like oh my god but I'm really glad that it happened um and that I don't feel this like need to wear like protective styles anymore mm -hmm. yeah that's that's wild because that happened to me too with the pandemic like I couldn't go out and like get my hair done so I did like start to learn how to do the protective styles but it, it would just take too long. So I was like, yes. <laughs> I think it's just, it's just time to like retire it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's fun to do every once in a while, every now and again. Um, but I like my hair the way it is. And I'm like, I actually love my hair now. Like it's so wild. <laughs> Cause like three years ago, I probably wouldn't be able to say that. Yeah. Same. And Andrea, what about you? Oh man, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, my hair is like forever a mystery to me. It is still like, I am still trying to figure it out. And I had this moment the other day where I was like so frustrated and um, I just was like, oh, you know, like I'm so sick of my hair. Like, And then I just had that moment where it's like, no, I'm not like, I just don't understand it yet fully, you know? And I'm like, I'm 33 years old and I'm still trying to figure out my hair. Um, it just, you know, and I definitely agree with, you know, everything you all were saying of, you know, growing up in a society where it's like straight hair is beautiful and every other hair is not. So figure it out. <laughs> and, you know, I still feel this, you know, obligation to, you know, have to make it straight whenever I'm going to go, you know, do something or, you know, whether I, when I want to feel like I look nice, it's so ingrained in my brain just from, you know, growing up is like, oh, well, you look nicer if it's this way. And I, you know, so many times I'm like, I'm done straightening my hair, you know, I'm not going to do it. I need to figure out how to like make it look good curly and all this stuff. And then I just like resort back to like the exact same thing. <laughs> um, I also, I stopped relaxing my hair maybe like four, at least four years ago, I would say maybe more. Um, and I still have these moments where I'm just like, oh, like I want to just do it again because it's so much easier. And like, I don't like, I didn't, I never really have had like, the magic hair touch so it's always been really difficult for me to like get my own hair to look good and every time I get it done 
I just get like so much information about like what I need to do and what I should do and what I could be doing and you know what products and how to like um yeah like protect it and sleep with it and silent and it's like it's so overwhelming every time that I'm just like I can't retain this information I don't know why it's just not like my um that's just not like where my talent or skills or whatever lie like I just can't figure it out um so yeah it's just like it's literally an ongoing process I still haven't figured it out I'm still trying to figure out how to keep it natural and have it look good curly I haven't not figured that out I'm like um you know just the time and energy it takes to straighten it and you know with me still learning how to take care of it it's like it it feels like it doesn't even last as long sometimes and it's just yeah it's it's a whole thing but I was thinking of like you know even like with Angie you saying like you know cutting off like your long hair and going short it's that's just like something little that people don't like for me like having like African-American hair like I it you know like it even sounds like a privilege to be able to be like oh I can just cut my hair off and then it'll grow back and it'll be fine because like I don't feel that way you know like I'm constantly like feeling like oh it's not long enough like why won't it grow more like you know it's just I don't know I I I feel like I don't have like that's just something that people don't even think about that you know we kind of have to deal with or at least I have a problem have a hard time growing my hair long um which is another stereotype of like oh if you have long hair it's beautiful and if it's shorter then like yeah you don't feel as like um you know it's yeah, it's just a whole thing. Sorry, I'm going to stop talking because I've been talking for a while now, but I can go on forever. <laughs> no, I, I love I loved that. And um, yeah, that is true. It's a privilege I never really thought about because um, yeah, that never went into my thought process when I cut my hair because it grows back so quickly. So I'm, that's like a, a thing that I tell myself, like, oh, if I'm sad about it, it's just going to come back. And so um yeah thanks for enlightening me on that topic because um yeah I'm lucky enough that I'm able to like tell myself that as a coping mechanism because then I might not have cut it to be honest did we we just answered the first question so the next one is has that experience disconnected you in any way to your true self um and are you doing anything now to reconnect with your true self and it's okay if the answer is no or like you don't know how to answer that question that's a pretty um I don't know loaded question but for me my experience of trying to fit in with my longer hair um mostly out of fear uh my abuser when I was a child he would tell me that I wasn't pretty if my hair was short um like I, I cut it one time just to my my chin and I was probably eight years old and um was abused for that so that was like a a big factor in my fear of not wanting to cut it as well but um so I I guess going into my adulthood with that mentality um has disconnected me from my true self because um my true self is you know, a mix of more masculine energy that I was, I mean, not to say that you need short hair to 
open yourself up to that masculine energy, but it was kind of uh, like a pipeline into my masculinity, I guess you could say. So I'm still kind of figuring things out, um, but it has started to open me up to my true self. Um, and I'm still figuring out who that is exactly, but I'm happy that I'm taking the steps at least. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Like, I, I struggled a little bit, like just thinking about this question. Um, and I think that at times, my, um, my altered like hairstyles aside from like my natural hair, I think at times it did make me feel disconnected from my true self. Um, I don't really know how to describe like in what way or how, but I think that, um, I don't know, like for some reason, I feel like my, um, when I started wearing my natural hair again, I felt this like reconnection to my inner child. Um, cause the way that I would style it and like, I would look at myself in photos with like my little curls and like my curl pattern. Um, and like, I would do little puffs or like styles that I did when I was really, really young, like before I started manipulating my hair. Um, and so I don't really know the ways that it disconnected me. I think I just like kind of blocked it out for the time that I was um, not wearing my natural hair. And now that I am like, I see my, my inner child kind of coming back out and um, it's fun to experiment. And it's fun to see like my, that innocent kind of side of me um, being more present now. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, yeah. Thank you for mentioning the inner child healing aspect because I, I forgot like that was, that's such a big thing for me too. Um, especially with the length that it's at, like it's the same haircut I had when I was two or three. Yeah. So it's like fun being able to put it in pigtails, like when I was a baby. <laughs> wow. Um, for me, Honestly, Angie, can you repeat the question? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> has, has that experience, referring to altering your appearance to fit in, um, has that experience disconnected you in any way to your true self? And what are you doing now to reconnect with your true self? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think definitely at some point it did uh, definitely initiate that like disconnect um between me and my true self um it wasn't until like extremely like recently that I was like able to start like connecting back with that and even like my inner child like you said Simone um I feel like it wasn't until I started getting my locks and actually putting those into like those fun hairstyles um like right now I have two pigtails on my head <laughs> And um, I think, yeah, just starting to like play and like manipulate with that natural hair again, kind of like you did like before you started doing all of that when you were younger. I think that like definitely helped me. Yeah, that's like the best way I can answer that question. <laughs> no, you did perfect, thank you. Um, and then Andrea. All right, I'm going to pull out. Can you repeat the question? One more time? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's a long one. It's a double, double parter. Um, has that experience disconnected you in any way to your true self? 
what are you doing now to reconnect with your true self? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that there is, I mean, there's a lot to be said about, um, you know, just like the reality of kind of like the world that we've lived in and, and how things have been up until I think people have been fighting for, you know, raised like consciousness and raised awareness and how we view, you know, this, this beauty standards, but, you know, I, I, you know, I can tell a difference in how people treat me, um, based off of how my hair looks. <laughs> and so that's something that I've been kind of struggling with and kind of like reconnecting to, um, you know, like my, my natural hair more as, and kind of, owning more of like, you know, this is, this is what I look like. And if you don't like it, then you can go F off. Um, instead of feeling this just like immense pressure constantly from society of like, oh, it has to look this way um, to get like more respect or to have people treat me a certain way. And I mean, th this is like a whole topic that we can delve into for like hours. Um, but yeah, I think like for me, just kind of like reconnecting recently, I've been kind of visualizing, um, you know, just more of like my highest self. And I've found that she's evolving, like as I evolve. Um, and every time I see her, like she always has like, like this beautiful curly hair. Um, she's somehow like figured it out. <laughs> it's just like, you know, me and just more of like a natural state. Um, and it's so interesting because when I see myself in this physical world, I see myself with straighter hair. But when I see myself um, as my highest self and my true essence, it's my, you know, more natural hair. And it's, that's the part of me that I've been, um, you know, just really connecting with more lately and um, resonating with that as opposed to, uh, you know, whatever external factors are, are telling me that, you know, this is, this is who I need to be. Um, so, yeah. Well, I am like beaming from that response because before you even mentioned higher self, I was kind of like, try, something was telling me to just write one more question um, before the last one. So I wrote like, does trying to fit in have an effect on your spirit, do you think? And then you said the higher self thing, I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect um and that's so crazy because I I also like I try to tap into my future self or my higher self to um gain wisdom and insight and I always see myself with like a shaved head <laughs> that's bleached and like tattoos and stuff like something that I'm so afraid of doing so that's really really cool I didn't know if anyone else like could relate to that thank you so much yeah that's awesome and then, okay, so second to last question, does trying to fit in have an effect on your spirit? Um, I mean, I think so for me at least, um, because when I'm trying to fit in, um, it's fear-based. So I know that fear has a different vibrational um, pattern than love does. Like I'm not moving with love. 
because I'm afraid of how I'll be perceived. I'm afraid of um, being verbally accosted in some way or um, I don't, I mean, the world's pretty scary. So if you're trans and you, I mean, I'm, I look very feminine with my body, but um, if I were to cut my hair and wear hypermasculine clothing, I just would be afraid for my safety. Um, so I know that that has an effect on not only my spirit, but my mental health and emotional health. Um, so, yeah. Yes, I, I totally agree with like it having an effect on your spiritual and your mental health. Um, can you say the question one more time? Like, does it have an effect yeah. on your spirit? You, yeah, exactly. Do you think trying to fit in has an effect on your spirit? Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, it absolutely does. And kind of like what you were saying where you start, um, you're like moving in like fear. I feel like that element of like trying to fit in, I'm really moving from like my ego. Um, and I'm very focused on like what other people have to say about me and on outside opinions and what other people think about the way that I look, um, where like so much so to the point where I kind of let that influence how I feel about myself. Um, and I kind of let other people's like opinions of me, um, dictate like my own self-worth and self-perception and kind of like what Andrea was saying earlier about, um, noticing the way that people respond to you when you change your hair or when it looks different. I noticed like when I started going natural that I got a lot less compliments on my hair. I used to get like, cause I used to wear like really long braids and like really colorful. Like I think one of the like styles that I did was like 36 inch blue box braids. Like it looked crazy, but I looked really good at it. Um, and other people liked it and they liked the way that I looked like that. And so then when I stopped wearing my hair that way, I stopped receiving that like external validation of like, Oh, your hair looks so good. And like, people weren't saying that like with my natural curls. And so I would take that really personally. And I would be like, Oh, like maybe I don't look as pretty like this. And I don't look like people aren't noticing me as much anymore. And you start to feel almost like invisible in a sense. Um, so yeah, I think trying to fit in definitely like it affects your, your spirit because I feel like I wasn't acting from my spirit. I was really moving in ego. Um, and with like this fear-based mindset and trying to people please with my own outward appearance. Um, so yeah, it definitely does play a role and not a good one. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. That was perfect. Yeah, um, I definitely like what you guys said with like moving like out of fear or, you know, making decisions just based on fear. I would definitely do that too when I was younger. Um, like when I was just trying so hard to fit in, especially like in high school. Angie, we went to the same high school for a year. You know exactly <laughs> what <laughs> troubles I had to go through there. Um, oh my God. I can't even imagine because yeah, I was only there like a year and a half. That place is crazy. Yeah. Attending a predominantly white high school um, and especially in a very conservative town, it was very hard, um, you know, trying to like figure out who I was as a person and just um, also just figuring out how to love myself. So definitely there in high school, um, I was just trying so hard for something that was very much arbitrary, I think. 
And it would always just leave me feeling like really drained, depressed with myself. And I feel like I also like developed like an anxious attachment to somehow. Um, but yeah, it was really difficult, like having to deal with that, but growing up and like realizing that like idea of fitting in, it kind of doesn't make sense if you think about it, but so yeah, just kind of realizing that I don't have as much control as I want to in this world. And just realizing that I'll have to like go and move forward with whatever makes me happy. Um, that has like been revolutionary honestly hey sorry this will be very quick just popping in to say that my mic was horrible my wi-fi was horrible so i was cutting in and out um so that's pretty much the only reason that i cut down this interview um everything else is just raw and uncut so this next part i i had to cut out me asking the question so i'll just say it now but um, just wanted Mackenzie to share some of her experience at the very, very white and racist school that she went to. And so here's some of that. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, yeah, maybe Mackenzie will talk about it a lot more in depth someday. I, I hope so. Um, but listen with your full attention and that's it. Okay, I'm leaving. Um, so... <laughs> Senior year, you know, you have the option in some high schools to pick a senior quote. And I decided to go ahead and go with a very um, opinionated quote, if you will. Um, oh my gosh, what was it? My senior quote pretty much said, going to this school helped me discover my cracker allergy. Um, and I said that because... <laughs> I said that because I just experienced so many like racial encounters at that school with teachers, students, anybody. And I did it out of anger. And a lot of the uh, parents did not like it. And they posted my photo on Facebook trying to get me like suspended or expelled, whatever. I guess they didn't want me to like walk for graduation too. They did this like the week of graduation. Oh my God. Yeah. No, they did all that. Wow. Yeah. That's really um, <laughs> the Sacramento Bee wrote about it. Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> I would frame that. Yeah, but parents did not succeed. The principal was like, yeah, you can't do that to our student. So they let me walk and they had to like increase the security presence at graduation because of me. And <gasps> that was how I left Folsom parents mad at me. <laughs> that's, what's done. that's how you do it <laughs> yeah definitely went out with a bang yes we love to see it <laughs> oh wow. my gosh I didn't know it was that deep with like with sack B and stuff that's oh crazy. yeah <laughs> um I don't know if it's popping up on you all's or just mine because I'm Oh wait, never mind. I'm not hosting anymore. That it, that we have ten minutes. Oh yeah. Um. I got okay. That. Okay. Um. We'll, yeah. we'll. Oh, I was just gonna say that we have like seven minutes and like forty five seconds. Okay. Right All right. Perfect. We'll we'll finish up. Um. So the last. Or, yeah. So um. Does trying to fit in have an effect on your? Oh shoot. Oh my gosh. Sorry. 
<laughs> just trying to fit in have an effect on your spirit gosh <laughs> um that's the one we just did right yeah but um andrea oh favorite. um yeah for sure um i mean i've i'm working on this i feel like pretty heavily in my life right now um it's interesting because i always my entire life, I was like, I don't care what people think about me. I do what I want, you know, like, and I realized how many friends and people had, you know, were constantly changing themselves. And one of my closest friends, um, he has brown eyes and, you know, he, we both also grew up, you know, in a very small, predominantly white, um, racist, you know, town. And so, you know, he, like swearing his blue contacts because it makes him feel more comfortable and you know there's all these times where I've told him and other people like who cares you know like be you and then I kind of like the last year or two realized like holy shit like I realized how much I you know sometimes put so much value into how other people see me or what they think about me and here I was thinking that like it didn't affect me um and then all of a sudden I found like you know, whether it's like an Instagram post that I'm like on the fence about, or whether it's, yeah, something that's like super deep rooted, like hair, or whether it's like, you know, I'm like, just whatever it is, I've realized how, you know, scary it is to feel like, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's just, it's bizarre to me that I'm just now like realizing more how much I do let people's perspective affect me. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying, I'm just remembering that like, you know, I'm coming from a good place and this is me and it's, you know, tapping into that self-love of like, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. You're not going to be everybody's, you know, some people don't like watermelon and I've, freaking love watermelon not everybody is going to like me not everybody's going to appreciate my style or my opinions or you know what I think and that's okay and you know especially as an actor and writer and this has been huge of my journey of just like people are going to think your stuff sucks sometime and that's sometimes and that's okay um so yeah I think that's that's just a huge journey I'm on right now and it's it's literally something that I have a a you know, a different perspective, not a different perspective, but like a, a better perspective or more in line perspective of literally every day, it just keeps going. So yeah, I mean, it's life is an ongoing process and it's definitely, you know, things don't always happen overnight. So. All right. Awesome. Thank you for leaving us with that. Um, and I did have one more question, but I don't, no, I don't, we probably won't have time to answer it. Just, is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yes. Just know that you're beautiful regardless. Your true self, like the way that you show up in the world is perfect. There's nothing about you that you need to alter to fit in or to make yourself look different. Just honor what it is that your heart wants and the way that you want to look and the people who are meant to be in your life will find that beautiful. They'll find your true self beautiful. And anyone who doesn't literally does not matter. So just want to leave y'all with that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, 
Yeah, honestly, I, I feel like I can't really add on top of that. Um, just like, remember to like, just remain, remain true to yourself and to move forward with love and treat yourself gentle and gentle and kind. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I can't say much, honestly. Thank you guys. Thank you. Wait, how much time do we have left, Mackenzie, for the recording? Two minutes and 30 seconds. Okay, we have time. We can we can wrap it up real quickly. Um, I'll try to be as fast as possible. Um, so what I would say is just exactly what you said, move with love. Um, and something that's really helped me is noting how my body feels. Um, like when I was talking about why I do alter my appearance, I felt my heart racing, my palms sweating. Um, and that's fear and you, it's important to note the differences and when it's love and your intuition there's just none of that anxiousness behind it that's all I got <laughs> yeah and I just want to I guess just wrap it up and saying thanks for doing this and you know this is really important doing these things and everyone sharing their experience and you know you never know you might say literally one sentence that like clicks for someone and just changes their whole outlook and just changes the world after that so I think it's really important to keep sharing our experiences and um, I'm glad that we did this mm, thank you so much I'm really glad we did too I think I learned something from each of you all right that that does it uh, thank you so much for listening thank you for just opening yourself up to my podcast and I'm very thankful for this interview because I learned a lot also in terms of my interviewing skills what I need to work on and um what I need to work on technologically <laughs> and I'm very very thankful and I'm excited for just I I have some newfound confidence for interviewing people so I'm excited to see where that leads and I really hope that you learned something and make sure to check out the podcast description of this episode for the aforementioned details and give everyone a follow, check us all out, and have a great day.